Hello and welcome to Mozart of Hoops, a podcast that takes a deep dive into the world of basketball, how we learn to appreciate its beauty, and understand the ebbs and flows of the game. My name is Ian Quinn, and I'm joined by my two co-hosts, Chris and Owen. Chris, how are we doing today? I'm all right. A bit heavy-hearted considering our subject, but uh, we expected. Yep. Uh, and uh, Owen, how about you? How are you doing today? Uh, I'm, I'm doing okay. Um, it, it took me a few days to even talk about Russell for a bit. Uh, this is something that was a... Uh, it, it, it did hit me harder than uh, uh, normal, I guess. So, yeah. And as Owen, uh, Owen alluded to, we are going to be talking about Bill Russell today. Uh, we're going to take a break from uh, passing bigs. Um, and, well, I guess we are still talking about a passing big, aren't we? But we're not going to focus on his passing. We're just going to focus on Bill Russell today. Um, obviously, um, he passed away Uh Man, was it a week ago now? Feels like it, it may have been that long. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, it hit me pretty hard, too. I pretty much spent that entire day, um, you know, just kind of re-watching some of his stuff, uh, going through, uh, reading some of his stuff, watching him play. Um, and to be quite honest, I'm not even going to start out talking about basketball. He's probably one of the greatest men ever. Um, he is just an incredible human being, um, would have given up basketball in a heartbeat, um, to join the civil rights movement. He said so himself. Um, you know, he is just, just an incredible human being. I don't know what you guys have to say, but there's not much you can say bad about Bill Russell. He's, he's probably one of the greatest people in general in, in history. <clears throat> Absolutely. I agree. Um, I don't have a whole lot to add to that. Um, you know, I mean, he he was uh, the ultimate competitor. I don't know that you could have, you know, engineered a, a better competitor in a lab um, and, you know, or just a, a determined, um, just a brilliant human being. Yeah, I, I totally agree. Owen, what about you? Uh, well, I mean, if, if any of you are aware of me, uh, you know that Bill Russell, uh, he is my favorite player in, in all of basketball. He's, he's my hero. He's the man I've looked up to basically my entire life. Uh, he's the greatest leader in sports. Uh, he would push his teammates and worked harder than anyone on the basketball floor. Um, he's the greatest defensive player in basketball history. So, like, just the sound of his footsteps, like trailing, hunting, drove fear into the hearts of the opposition he was a leader in civil rights as you mentioned ian always fighting always looking out for the best for others um i try to live my life in a way that bill russell would respect and i know he has motivated many others hopefully both of you to do the same so uh you know thank you for making the world greater through your actions uh and i hope we all continue to do so by following uh, in Bill Russell's footsteps. Um, but also, uh, I was lucky enough to meet uh, Bill when I was but a wee little duder. Uh, Russell, like I'm sure you guys have heard that like having a cup of coffee and a conversation was far more valuable to him than just like a signature and a, like a piece of paper. He told me to find him another time for a coffee. 
Um, and then, like, I, I know you talk about it a lot, Ian. You hit me with that booming laugh. Man, it, it, you hear it. It hits you. Um, yeah, just, I'll see you again, Bill. Yeah, um, yeah, well, very well said. Um, yeah, uh, on the, on the part about Russell's laugh, I mean, I don't think there is actually a more infectious laugh. Um, I mean, it just, I, I was, no, there isn't, it, it is the best laugh, yeah. period. Yeah, it is. I mean, I know winning time, winning time was very close to getting that Russell laugh. I know you said that, Owen. <laughs> um, but it was uh, close, but still nothing can replicate nothing, nothing. Nothing. You can't, you can't really replicate it. Um, you know, I, I watched the, um, I, I've, rewatched this interview so many times uh, with Ahmad Rashad, Wilt, and Bill Russell. And just just hearing those two converse together, you can just see the genuine love they have for one another. And I mean, Russell was cracking up, laughing every <laughs> everything <laughs> Wilt was saying. Like, Wilt was saying how he had to go to a psychiatrist because of his bad free throw shooting. And he said afterwards, the psychiatrist ended up being a better free free throw shooter than him (laughs) and uh russell was dying uh russell was also saying how wilt uh you know he's an underrated free throw shooter because he might miss half of them but he's still gonna make 15 so (laughs) he uh they were certainly jokesters and uh yeah russell's just somebody that i think a lot of people should look up to um you know he lived his life to the fullest um you know when i heard he passed um I feel like him passing away peacefully, um, you know, with his wife, um, is probably the best way for somebody to go out like that. Um, he is just, just a remarkable human being. Um, his impact is felt to this day. Um, you know, I saw many clips, um, you know, when he was, uh, with the, um, given the, uh, trophy celebration on the 2011 Mavericks. You know, Tyson Chandler was saying he wore number six because of Bill Russell, um, was calling him the original uh, number six, which, of course, he was. Um, But, you know, you could just see Russell's general appreciation for, you know, what all these guys said. And, uh, you know, I've been trying to think, like, you know, who's somebody, you know, that played recently that is that is sort of like Russell in a lot of ways. And, you know, just on the basketball court, I see a lot of, you know, Tim Duncan in the way that he, you know, no, no, and... no, 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 man. Nope. Doc Rivers said it was DeAndre Jordan. Uh, well, <laughs> anyways, I was saying, I was saying, uh, Duncan, because Duncan was the ultimate competitor. Uh, he wasn't really backing down from any sort of challenge, but he had a way where he wasn't like an asshole about it. Um, he was a leader and he always wanted his teammates to do good. Um, he wanted to win above all else. Um, but he's also just a really good human being. And I'm sure that's why Bill Russell, when he, um, you see in that interview, cause, uh, Bill Russell was a pallbearer at Jackie Robinson's funeral. Um, uh, you know, he, when he said that he wanted Tim Duncan to be a uh, pallbearer at his funeral. So, um, not a, there. Russell's probably one of the most unique players, um, in league history. So, you know, rest in peace, Bill, you know, I'm 24 years old and I've gotten to see, you know, in the past couple of years, a ton of his games and I couldn't be more thankful. Um, you know, I, I wish I could have seen him live, you know, but you know, I just think it's important that he continues to live on through generations, no matter what. 
Well, I mean, for me, it's not just his games. It's everything he did off the court. That's the most important to me. That's what will that's, always stand out. That's exactly correct. That's that's what I hope. Um, you know, even if you don't like basketball, you can take a lot away from what Bill Russell meant as a person. Um, totally so, true. But he yep. also, like, I don't know that anybody, like, I don't know, brings as much psychology into the game as Bill Russell does either or did. Um, oh, yeah, I was waiting for you to touch on this. He, yeah, his, his, uh, yeah, he approached, he was playing, I don't even know that, you know, like, there's the analogy you could say where he he might be playing chess where everybody else is playing checkers, but I feel like it's even an order of magnitude greater than that yeah. as far as yeah. the difference. So between... the originator of the 4D chess shit. <laughs> I guess, yeah, yeah, that's accurate then. Um, a game, yeah, way beyond my reckoning. Um, because he, he, you know, and I, many people have said, you know, like, oh, you know, Will Chamberlain is obviously my, you know, my favorite player, and um, the two of them are, you know, kind of connected historically. Forever but interlocked. I, yeah, but I think it's probably, it, I was thinking about this, I think it's probably easier to separate Wilt from Bill than it is to separate Bill from Wilt, if that makes sense. Like, I think Bill's a bigger part of the Wilt story than the other way around. Um, yeah, that's true. Just because, like, Bill has, you know, all those rings. It's like, you you know, look at his... <laughs> he only didn't win two. So it's just unbelievable like you know and a lot of it you know like you said Ian we've talked about this a bit you know you've watched a lot of Celtics basketball lately and and mm -hmm. their system is just on a different level than what other teams were you know the stuff they were doing and in the sets they were both offensively and defensively the things they were doing were just leagues ahead of everybody else um, oh yeah so it's, you know, it's kind of hard to say, like, you know, it may have been legitimately the most perfect situation he could have been in, but I don't think anybody could have maximized their situation more than what he did. Like he, you watch him play and it's like, I, nobody uses, well, okay. So let's stick with this, this psychological deal for a minute, I guess. So, um, he, you know, he, like with Wilt in particular, um, he just mind fucked that guy on a whole other level. Like yeah. to where, I mean, everybody knew that, you know, Wilt is the most dominant physical force that there is. And if you actually, you know, watch the basketball, there are a lot of Wilt detractors who poo poo this stuff, but it's like, you know, no, Wilt pretty much was the, the exception was Bill stopping Wilt for the most part. Like, there's not much stopping Wilt, but the deal is it's like, you know, Bill might get, you know, three or four blocks in a game, you know, on Wilt. And the problem is you don't know which ones they're going to be or it's going to be, you know, he's going to block the three shots that, that Wilt needed to make the most. So um, he always knew what you wanted to do and he knew when to take it away from you. He knew when to let you have it so that yeah. uh, <laughs> you would try it and think that it would be available to you uh, when, when it really mattered and the stakes were higher. And then, no, he just... You know the trap door closes and he descends on you so you can yeah. see it like you know watch him chase people down like he's there's there's not a better chase down guy in the history of the game no. um from my perspective because he he will he is he will let guys get half a step 
knowing that he's that he, he's going to run it down. I mean, there's no way that that's not going directly off the backboard. Um, you know, it, it rebounded who knows where. So, um, you know, the stories about um, <laughs> Wilt, uh, this one of the best ones is like, you know, uh, Wilt put him up at his house when uh, they would come to town and... Yep. Oh, you know, no, it, it was Russell a lot of times inviting uh, Wilt just to stay with him. Like, oh, you know, you, you don't know this yeah. town so much. You know, just stay with me. And it's all right. just to get Wilt to think like, oh, this is my friend. You know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be here with my friend. And it's just Russell just lulling him to fucking sleep. Uh, because Wilt's <laughs> the kind of guy who then goes out and will take a step back thinking that you are buddies. And Bill is exactly the opposite where he's just laying a trap because all he wants to do is win. So... Mm-hmm. You know, it's like he, it's just a, another tactic. So, but yeah, so if he, he would go and stay at Wilt's house, then yeah, Wilt's, uh, Wilt's, you know, they'd have dinner and then, you know, Wilt's, Bill went out and destroyed him and Wilt's mom said they, you know, they shouldn't be so nice to him next time. That, you they know, shouldn't feed that. him so, so well. Yeah. yeah, they shouldn't feed yeah. him so well. At all. Yeah. So it's like, you know, there's just, just that sort of stuff where it was like, you know, he's, you couldn't help but respect the guy uh, for who he is as a person. Um, even though you know, like that, oh man, he was, you know, he, you were in for it on the court, like that, you know, all bets were off once yep. you stepped and, on that court. So, yeah, Russell did absolutely everything it took to win, and including everything off the court, just, just making you think, oh, this is my best friend. I, I don't want to dunk on my friend. Russell doesn't give a shit. No, no, he does not. Um, yeah, I mean. The stories with Bill and Wilt, you can you can tell that they were definitely friends and stuff. But yeah, I mean, he was he was trying to get a leg up on him, and he certainly did. And I I think I, mean, I they, remember they did uh, have a falling out later, uh, partially because I mean Russell, in his way, he's still pushing people to basically be their best selves, but yep. that can be very 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 blunt at the same time. Yes. And so obviously yep. Wilt didn't take kindly to a few things. Yeah, because it was it was actually in Russell's final game, wasn't it? Where he criticized Wilt because he got hurt? Uh, it, it was actually um, the Lakers against the Knicks. So Willis Reed, you know, just his, his oh, heroic right. game coming back from injury. And uh, Russell That's said, right. you know, you know, if I were out there, I would have, you know, just the shit out of Reed. Instead, mm. Wilt just, he said, Wilt just let him do what he wanted for a bit. Interesting. Yeah, and that's um, probably one of the bigger differences between them. Okay, so and I remember there's another clip that's great where it's uh, Bill Ruth. I can't remember where where it was exactly, but um there were all they had all of like you know a bunch of the new you know more modern centers up on the stage um and he kind of points at all of them you know it's Shaq and david robinson and uh i don't know if Akeem was up there i can't remember who all was up the there Kembe. but he basically the just points at he's like you and you and he just point, you know goes down the line and he goes i'm gonna kick your ass yep. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> it's like and everybody's like oh geez even to this day like you know the whole he's the nicest guy but when you mm-hmm. talk about yeah. ball it's it's all bets are off so, just, so that's the thing like he's ultra competitive like jordan but almost in like a non-toxic sense like he just he just wants to win but like also make everybody yeah. better at the same time like you know right. why can't you yep. why can't you approach this the way i do whereas jordan you know like it's just so, like oh, I, i'm gonna I win i don't care what happens to you look because and yeah. this goes back to who russell is as a person because his whole thing is mutual respect and dignity and mm-hmm. 
you know, I, so he took, he lived it. Like that was present in everything that he did. So, you know, for his teammates and even his opponents, he's going to afford you respect and dignity. And he understands that, you know, the Jordan way of doing things, he, I think he just intuited. That's not the way, you know, that's not the best way to lead people. Um, he knows that he wouldn't have responded to that. And, you know, I don't think he was going to ask anybody else to put up with that sort of shit. Yeah, that was the he met everybody on their own terms and expected them to meet them on his. Yep. I think I I remember a story too, um, going back to Wilt and Bill for a second. Uh you know, um Bill or uh Wilt was saying he was like, you know, everybody talks about how I'm a loser. You know, I I, I lost to Bill all those years. And he goes, Well, if I'm a loser, damn near everybody else is a loser because he won every one of them. He took, he, he took everybody's and, you know, Bill had that famous, you know, cackle of his, um, if, if winning but, time is to be believed, uh, he totally ruined Jerry West's life. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, uh, he has Jerry West in a permanent tor- torture chamber. If that's, uh, if that's true, but yeah. Um, an effing you know, loser I, because of Bill Russell. Yep. Yeah, it wasn't. Didn't West go to like ten finals and go like two and eight or something like that? Kind of crazy. Um, well, yeah, you, but you, you never beat Russell. So, so no, I've always said that like nobody's career would be different than Wilt Chamberlain's. Now nah, that's probably still true. Even Jerry West, because if Bill hadn't been there, Jerry just would have been beat by Wilt. So never mind. Yeah, never yeah. mind. Yeah, it would be would have been built very different. He would have been built. Uh, he would have been beat by uh, no, no. If there Oscar were no Russell, I, no, no. I'm sure the Celtics would have. Uh, our back would have just positioned himself to get Wilt. Period. He yes, already yep. tried anyway. He would have. Gotten yes. Yes. Hmm. Um. You know, I kind of want to talk a little bit now about just like Russell as the player. Um. One of the first things that I wanted to mention, and just just from watching a ton of ton of this film lately, that's been being released by. 70s fan who has a patreon you guys should go check him out he releases a lot of unreleased footage that's really cleared up and looks like it's in 4k it's great stuff um i am most impressed especially on defense with russell's body control um there is i don't think anybody who has that level of body control with the volume of shots that he is contesting he doesn't foul like he does not foul and he has a way of blocking shots. And I think he said this so himself um, when, you know, and I think uh, Owen mentioned it in our, uh, one of our first uh, passing bigs episodes, you know, Russell's defense, it was to start up the offense. It wasn't just to like get a stop. Cause Oh God, they need a stop. It was, uh, it was a block and it was to start the offense. His best offense was his defense, which is what Owen said. Um, and that's what I've just found most incredible. And just the fact like he would take the ball and he would go coast to coast. And it's so, so similar to like Giannis today, you know, just running the floor like a gazelle, like just he's down the court and like three, four dribbles. And he, he gets this like athletic lay over somebody. And it's just, it's incredible to me watching him play. He's an athletic specimen, probably the greatest athlete, uh, in the sport, to be quite honest. Oh, he is he's easily one of the greatest athletes of all time. Um, mm-hmm. I, one thing that, uh, of course, that Chris touched on, the, the psychological aspect, something that Russell would do is he would try to make it so that Wilt 
could get as many points as he wanted in the first in the first half of the game. Just let Wilt do whatever he wanted. So that basically he's freezing out his teammates. And then in the second half, just close out on everyone. Just basically just make sure that Wilt is 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 stuck. He can't score. So that Wilt is forced to pass out to Hal Greer, who's now cold. He can't score anymore. He's he's out of rhythm. It's just these small psychological things that Russell would implement in every single game that it just took so long for players to kind of adapt to. Well, and like yeah. his adaptability even beyond that, like, uh, you know, when they uh, they would put him on, uh, or he put himself, on, I can't remember exactly how that worked, um, on Oscar Robertson um, when nobody else could really stay in front of him or stop him from getting to a spot to get that jumper off. So, um, but Bill starts guarding him and Oscar is, he can't do anything on him. And see, and, and that, that's something that was really great about Russell. I mean, he was the first African-American head coach while also playing for the Celtics. Basically he would use that as a teaching experience with the other players. Like, see, this is how you do it. So he would go out and do it while the coach and the player like that. That's man, fucking impressive. It is. Yeah. He, <laughs> that's what I mean. He's just one of a kind. Um, just a brilliant basketball mind in general too. He just knew where everybody pretty much was on the court. Well, it's and, not even just as a basketball you know, mind. He's just a brilliant mind in general. He introduced oh, psychological yeah. aspects to the game that nobody yep. really even thought about. He just like, you know, what am I going to do this game that is going to change things going forward? Mm-hmm. And I know Chris Chris mentioned earlier, like, you know, oh, he might have been in the perfect situation for him. But to me, he was the situation. I don't know what the Celtics would have been without russell that system wouldn't have worked without russell um you know the way they they... they were still a very good team without russell beforehand but russell is what turned them from a good team into the greatest team of all time yes (laughs) yeah that's that's exactly what i mean and Mm -hmm. you know just there just even from like a x's and o's standpoint like the way they were able to play defense which was a lot of switching and helping and off-ball defense and ability to you know funnel these guys into russell and it'd be like oh shit at the last second and they force a bad shot because it's like crap there's bill russell um you know it's incredible to me his presence is daunting there is nobody i've seen uh defend the paint defend the rim quite like bill russell there, oh, I mean, he, he used that to his example. To the, uh, yeah. I mean, so like, if somebody wants to, like, take a shot, say he's blocked some player shot like five times in the game, he decides the sixth time, I'm not going to block a shot because I know he's going to miss it, because I'm mm-hmm. standing right yep. there. That that psychological aspect, it really is truly intimidating. It is, and you know, there's a lot of the other great defenders. You know, you think of Hakeem Olajuwon. You think of. Uh, David Robinson, Tim Duncan. I just, I've watched all these guys and I've watched Russell. There's nobody who intimidates the way Russell does. It just, it's, it's unparalleled. Um, I'll tell you, Wilt is close. Just, yeah, Wilt, Wilt is Wilt. the yeah, guy who came to mind. He's the closest for yeah. sure. Yep. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, Wilt, Wilt was so intimidating because of his sheer size. I mean, he was bigger than Russ. Well, the fact um, is, like, Wilt just <laughs> used his absolute size and athleticism. He could block anything. 
So, I mean, there, yeah. there really is no shot that, that yeah. Wilt can't touch. So, Russell, it was all the, just the, basically the psychological aspects. Like, Russell yeah. is going to come out of nowhere to get the block <laughs> or get the steal or just, just, just be right there. He's like bait a, a you fucking phantom out there. Yeah. 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 Just bait you into your move so he, yeah, he let you think you've got that, you know, half step or that you're on, yeah. he's on your hip or whatever, and then yeah. uh, not so. Or chase, the chase down stuff is just, oh, yeah. That's yeah. that's just ridiculous. That's it's, <laughs> it's like such cat and mouse kind of stuff um, <laughs> where guys think yeah. they've beat him and he swallows him up from behind. It is, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah it's, like, it's like that picture of him like leaping over John Havlicek to get the block. It's just like, yeah, Jesus <laughs> yeah that's an next level. <laughs> yeah. yeah, just yeah, he's just the next level athlete. And so was Wilt. I mean, Wilt, Wilt is, you know, was a next level athlete too for that era, which is kind of incredible because of the way people, you know, especially in today's media, former players, I won't name names, JJ Reddick <clears throat> say, you know, they were playing against plumbers and firefighters. And, uh, I think Bob Cousy said, Russell Reddick, and, Reddick uh, is 99% correct. He's, he's actually correct on almost everything he says. He just went a bit. He just, yeah. Yeah. He chose the wrong argument there. That's all yeah. he did. He did. He was, so, he was right though. I want to plug a book called uh, The Rivalry, Bill Russell, oh, yeah. Will Chamberlain, yeah. and the Golden Age of Basketball. It is by John Taylor. But this book talks about um, – it's a, it's super detailed stories of, of Russell and Chamberlain's whole careers, um, you know, basically their whole lives, um, and many other players from the era as well. But it's mostly – it's pretty 60s heavy. Um, but – they talk about Russell talking about the first time that he jumped up and saw the floor through the rim because he jumped so high. Uh, and that was, I'm, I think that I, he might've been in college, maybe even before at the time, if I remember, it's been quite a few years since I read it, but um, ah, just a freak, freak athlete uh, for his size. And, you know, I mean, what we all, he's listed it six, nine, most of the, most places you look but, 610 usually yeah uh yeah 610 i guess so but um just yeah i don't know what his wingspan was uh well, either. Sure it was insane yeah it's it seems quite a bit but uh yeah but, but I, keep he, in mind like he he what he was gonna be like like fifth or sixth in terms of the high jump in terms of like the world like for the yeah. olympic trials and that's without even practicing like he just plays basketball right mm-hmm yeah, just uh, so, you know, a lot of people talk today like, oh, you know, Bam Adebayo can guard one through five. That's why he's the best defender. Well, Bam Adebayo can't block shots like Bill Russell, and Bill Russell was able to guard one through five. There, he he was not only was he quick from north to south, laterally he was also very quick. He was very versatile. He could switch with anybody. I mean. It's, I mean, Chris talked about how he switched into Oscar, and it was like he basically shut Oscar down. Oscar's a, you know, a bowling ball of a man, strong as hell, uh, pretty quick, too. Um, and he shut, he shut him down. It's, it's amazing. It's amazing. Just like everybody how, talks, about, talks about, like, these, like, like, com, like, combinations. Like, oh, if you combine this player with this player, you have the best, you know, shooter of all time or some shit. With Bill Russell... He is already that. He's the best defender. You don't need to combine anybody. It's just Bill Russell. Mm -hmm. That is the epitome of defense. 
Yeah. Do you think he's the best rebounder of all time? Uh, no, I do not. Will? Uh, no, no. Uh, Dennis Rodman. Dennis Rodman. Oh, come on. Okay. I, well, I look, do. look at I do. Look at this. Didn't Will get mad you, about that shit? Yeah, he did. Probably. He probably should have. It, I, I, it's probably still Will for me, but... Look at the I, just these playoff series re- rebound numbers are like circus stuff. It's uh, well, well, keep in mind, Bill uh, Will Chamberlain set the record for rebounds in a game fifty five against Bill against Russell. Bill. But yeah, yeah no Bill Russell won that game. The Bills got I mean thirty one rebounds a game in nineteen sixty one against uh, the Syracuse Nationals. Yeah, insane. Thirty one rebounds a game. Twenty eight point eight in the very next series that year. Let's That's... not forget some, some guy wrote a, a very long article, and very detailed, about how Dennis Rodman is the greatest player of all time because of his rebounding. That counts, man. That counts. Well, if you listen to the analytics crowd, rebounds don't matter for anything anymore, but except offensively. I'd probably have Russell and Wilt around three and four for the rebounding, although I think that it's a lot closer from one to four than people like to make it out. Who do you, I probably who have... Do you have? Are you a Moses man? No, you love I his passing, so yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I love his passing uh, in the opposite sense, I guess, if that makes any sense. Yeah, um, I'd probably have Moses first or second. Definitely first or second. I mean, Moses is just his sheer mass. You know, that that's basically how he was able to get rebounds, and he was basically right under the rim, and that's why him and uh, Elvin Hayes were such a... Uh, why not, duo why not uh, Reggie Evans? <laughs> Reggie's good too. Not one of the greatest though. Um whereas Dennis Dennis made rebounding a science. That, that that's um, what I, I like about this comparison since we're talking about Bill Russell. Dennis Rodman is somebody who actually used, you know, the science and almost psychology, but just for rebounding. Russell used it for the entire game. Rodman used yeah. it for one aspect yeah. of the game. Yeah. Well Rodman talked mm-hmm. about seeing, you know, in the last dance talked about seeing, you know, spin uh, or knew that certain guys shot with certain type of spins, so he knew how the ball was going to come off the rim with those guys. So, yeah, that's absolutely 100% the kind of guy Bill Russell was as yeah. well. Yeah, for sure. And I think, I do think, just, just to go back to Rodman, I think he gets a lot of crap um, saying he wasn't, you know, he's not intelligent and whatnot. He was a very intelligent basketball oh, player, yeah. very smart passer, very smart rebounder. Okay, that's um, that's one thing I don't ever want to hear from anybody. Anybody criticizing players for their intelligence is a fucking dumbass. And yes, I'm going to yeah. use the the f bomb, the f word, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> People criticizing players, they have no idea. Just a no. bunch of bullshit they're seeing just because they think it's okay. They think it's right. They're making assumptions. I hate that. Mm-hmm. But uh, he's one of the better decision makers I've actually watched on offense, Um, you know, in terms of, you know, he he didn't need to score. He knew he didn't need to score. But his offensive rebounding is why I think he was actually such a a good offensive player. Um, And the fact that he could pass off of the offensive rebounding makes it even more incredible. Um, You know, his reads were really good. And he's giving his team another possession. I mean, Rodman um, had just so think... similar how we talked about how with Russell, how how basically he just teleports out of nowhere to block the shot or just be there in the right spot. That's what Rodman did yeah. with rebounding. But, but either yeah, way, we're, we're, we're segueing. We're, we're heading too far into Rodman <laughs> yeah. territory. Yeah, sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah. Um, but um, 
yeah, I'd probably have Russell up there with one of the greatest rebounders. I don't know what it is like, you know, with, you know, the, obviously the pace was a lot higher. There was a lot more possessions. He played the whole game. I don't know what his numbers, rebounding numbers would look like today, but I'm pretty sure they would be <laughs> ridiculously oh. high. I think he'd lead the league in rebounding by far. <laughs> oh, easily. Um, <laughs> and if he had played yeah. at the same time as Dennis Rodman, he would have led the league in rebounding then as well. Yeah. Yeah, probably agreed. Um, you know, um, you know, I, I, I was watching a game and, you know, uh, I think it was against the Lakers. Um, it was just so funny. Like Elgin Baylor, who's one of the better rim pressure guys of all time, like just his ability to get into the paint so quickly and with his head fakes and stuff was impressive. Um, you know, he pressures the rim like nobody else. <clears throat> If you know what I'm talking about, Owen, um, you know, I think Zion that, Green. uh, I don't know, man. <laughs> but, uh, Elgin, uh, you know, took a drive into the paint. You could see at the last second, he was like, oh crap. And Russell just came out of nowhere and, you know, just tipped the shot off the backboard and Russell got the rebound and started the fast break. And, and it's just like, it's so casual how I don't want to make it sound demeaning, but just how small he makes players feel like it just go into his bane. And it's like these all time great players shrivel up, you know, and you could just see how much it affected Elgin because Elgin just started taking more jumpers. Elgin was taking elbow shots. He, he wasn't, he wasn't feeling going into the paint anymore. Um, and you know, you look at somebody like Jerry West, same thing. Jerry West was a huge, you know, he was a pretty, really good slasher. He was well, not one of the best slashers of, of all time, but yeah. 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 He had no interest in going to the paint and was taking, would rather take contested fadeaway jumpers, which he was making, no doubt about it. Oh, but but Jerry West, if no you interest. look at his percentages, I'm, I don't know what they are for sure, uh, the exact numbers against the Celtics, but they're bad. Mm-hmm. Bad. He has a it, lot it, of it like, is similar to Wilt, yeah. type games. Yeah. It's a good comparison, like when you look at Wilt's numbers versus Russell, they are just far lower than league average against like any other center it, it's it's really impressive and that's with russell also just playing the game of letting will do what he wants like that's just yeah sometimes Russell's I mean, impact yeah it would still blow up sometimes but um well i mean yeah, that's it ended like, up even with a, will russell, like will, will blowing up against russell it's just like no matter what like it's going to be great numbers but they're still lesser than like if he goes against reed or something yeah willis reed was very helpless Except for yeah. that one game where he scored four points, but you know, <laughs> except for that. Hey, man, it gave it gave them a a much needed boost. Actually, Walt Frazier kind of gave them a massive boost that game. Walt Frazier, yes, he did. But I think just the energy, um, just the energy shifted, like what Jalen Brown said. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, you know, um, we're really gonna bring our chakras into this, Ian. Yes. Um, anyways, um, I want to talk a little bit about Russell's offense because I think it's something that people are like, ew, Russell, bad offensive player, rah, rah, rah. No, no, he is one of the smarter offensive players, has a high offensive IQ. Um, he, in a similar sense, knows where everybody is on the floor at all times and he will find the pass. He's really good at those handoffs and setting a screen so someone can get by. Um, and just like I pointed out to you, the, those hook shot passes. So he'll fake a hook shot, and really, it's just a dump off to somebody cutting to the basket. Yeah, just really modern 
uh, offensive player. And I think I've said before, he's kind of like Draymond Green in a lot of ways, where he's not going to kill you with the scoring, but his just general offensive IQ and ability to make these types of passes. Yep, and, and he's probably not going to kick you in the balls either, but he actually might. No. Yeah, you Watch never know. That's the... <laughs> he'll yeah he'll he'll kick you in the balls in a different way um but uh yeah i mean oh. just a you know it's in i know chris wants to get in here and slander russell's <laughs> no. touch around the rim no no <laughs> well, yeah yeah okay if it wasn't a dunk i do like his passing and we've discussed this before no no his um, hook shot like yeah. i just talked about it. he actually had one of the better hook shots a lefty hook shot it was very good Probably the best uh, hook shot until Kareem came. Or I'm not counting Wilt, but you know, he had one I of the. Thought you were gonna say it was. Thought you were gonna say it was the best hook shot of all time there for a second, and I was gonna have to check you. But uh, well, no, that. Yeah. I mean, that goes just, to Bob Lanier, that, obviously. <laughs> Actually, goes to the newest. Uh, he he plays for the Magic now. Xavier Simpson. Oh, okay. He is he is quite the hook shot as a guard. That's a deep dive, Ian. <laughs> I I don't even know what you're talking about. Russell may have had a good hook shot. Um, but he's also got some, uh, just looking over his, his you know, basketball ref page here in his playoff series, dude, 25 of 75 from the field. That's a, that's 33%, uh, in 1964. That's, that's pretty rough. He's got a 12 of 38 series in there. Uh, oh man, I don't know. Okay. Watching him shoot. You know especially what, that's his, the Mamba mentality, Chris. Just oh, sure, especially his free throws, but he did something, like, you. He, he put his, his feet were, like, right next to each other when he shot, and even when he took normal shots in a game, like, I saw him do it, um, like, basically just take a free throw, they, you know, because nobody was interested in guarding him from that position on the court, and he basically just took a free throw jump shot in the game, and it looked exactly like his normal free throws do, where his ankles were practically touching each other. So I don't know if that had something. To, it's probably a combination of things because his touch just, I don't know, he's got an odd kind of flick of the wrist there um, on his on his jumper. It seems like he kind of short arms his shot a little bit um, when he's shooting. So... They, it wasn't pretty, that's for sure. But everything else is uh, is money, pretty much. So he read space better than anybody at the time. Definitely better than any big man um, for, I don't know, maybe ever. Um, especially yeah, just... One yeah, of the best... yeah, he's, as far as big men, yeah, he's definitely up toward the... I mean, offensively and defensively. So not just, you know, you know, measuring out chase downs and stuff like that that we were talking about, but offensively, like knowing exactly when the defender has committed past the point of being able to get back to his man, um, you know, stuff like that, or knowing, like running the break, like really knew exactly, uh, you know, where everybody's spacing needed to be optimally and when the perfect time to make the dump off was, um, you know, the Celtics would go up and they would, you know, they go up in games and key moments and then just basically, you know, spread everything out and start playing keep away and run the clock down, which you don't really see other teams do like they do to that level but russell would, russell would run that stuff uh really well like you would he, he would actually you know pull out to the top of the key like way out to where the logo is uh now basically and 
And his first step was so quick that um, if he pulled a big guy out there, he just could run past him and lay it in. So if if not, you know, and if somebody came over uh, to cut him off, uh, like I said, he understands exactly the point of no return at which he can make that dump off for a layup. So, yeah, he he's very smart, no doubt. His, his touch around the rim when the hook shot, when he, when he didn't have the hook shot, his, his general touch around the rim not the best. Um, <clears throat> I did think the hook shot had some. It had some nice touch on it. It's not like he was like you know firing it off the back- backboard like crazy. But sometimes when you you know do a turnaround and try this little jumper, it wasn't the smoothest looking thing. And you know, it hit like the bottom of the rim. It was ugly. But I yeah, mean, I, I just did a read very from somebody smart. on a, a certain. Uh, I guess it would be called a Discord. Is it, is it a Discord, Ian? I don't know what these things are called. I'm a bit too old. But somebody said a, a that Discord uh, server. Yes. Oh, yeah, that sounds about right. Uh, somebody said that Bill Russell's offense, especially in terms of shooting, is very similar to Nikola Jokic, which uh, I found to be preposterous. But, uh, you know, I'm going to accept hey, it whatever for this. it takes. I, I'm going to change my mind. Yeah, uh, Russell would be jacking up threes and, you know, these turnaround fadeaways. <laughs> the the sample. Like, maybe with, with maybe maybe with modern modern you know, coaching and stuff like that. Although I will say the the Celtics were very modern. I, I've made that mention that clear. They were running the triangle offense for the hell of it, you know, back in back in the day and setting screens. Can you believe it, guys? In the sixties, setting screens? Impossible. Um Yeah, like screens but, weren't one of the modern inventions of basketball. They, they, that's from uh, No. Yeah, they they didn't show up until what, nineteen ninety five, right? Yeah, yeah. It's only been yeah. Nobody um, ran the spread PNR back in the day. That's for sure. Um, dribble handoffs made an appearance uh, within the last uh, however many years here. Well, that that, that like was two years see. ago with the Jazz, Rudy Gobert. Oh, you, you didn't yep. see you didn't see handoffs for decades, but you can watch '60s ball and these guys are executing handoff screens like. No, no, no! It wasn't called perfection. a dribble handoff, Chris. That, 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 that <laughs> did not exist. Elf, yeah. Um, you know, you can look at some of the guys who have high assist totals and, you know, Jokic is a good handoff screen uh, passer. He's, you know, <laughs> he can pretty much do any type of pass he wants. Um, but you look at guys like Steven Adams, who are one of the best screen setters in the game. They can do those little handoffs. Uh, DeMontis Sabonis um, is also pretty good at that. Um, but yeah, very, uh, very modern stuff from Red Arbach and crew uh, back in the day. Well, that's all that um, Red was about. He was about just... Basically pushing the league into new boundaries, just like Russell was. Yes, he was. Um, yeah, actually, yeah, if you don't mind, yeah. I wanted to touch on something involving Red Auerbach, if you don't mind, Ian. Sure, why don't you, why don't you go into it? Why okay, not? Yeah, I, I just want to. So uh, before the 1956 NBA draft, which was the draft Russell was a part of, Red Auerbach, he talked to uh, the Celtics owner at the time, Walter Brown. He talked him into getting the Ice Capades, which was like a popular show of like dancers on ice. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Some guaranteed shows in Rochester. Um, mm. Play at, or to, to, to do shows at the Royals owner, uh, Lester Harrison, I believe. Yeah, he was the owner of the Royals at the time. They would get to play shows at his arena. Um, as long as the Royals did not select Bill Russell with the first overall pick. So the Royals like, yeah, <laughs> geez, of course, that's guaranteed money. <laughs> so they drafted Cy Green out of Duquesne, 
who would actually wow. finish his career as Russell's teammate in Boston. That's, That's kind of interesting. I Hugo Green. Yes, I Hugo. But I mean, that was not the only hurdle that Auerbach had to surpass. So St. Louis Hawks actually had the second overall pick, and they were helmed by reigning most valuable player Bob Pettit. Man, Russell Pettit, that, that would have been pretty great. But anyway, the Hawks had the mm-hmm. second pick in the draft. So St. Louis, Missouri, it's just notorious for its overt racism at the time. It was not a city that Russell wanted to play in. So Celtic star Ed McCauley, he was a native of Missouri, so he's the perfect trade bait for the Hawks. The Celtics ended up trading Ed McCauley and the rights to an earlier draft pick from 1953, Cliff Hagen, in exchange for the rights to Bill Russell. But... The crazy part of this trade is that Macaulay, he was still in his prime. Like, it was the tail end, but he was still an all-star in 56-57. And Cliff Hagen, I mean, he would become an all-star in just a second season. Both players would be inducted into the Hall of Fame. The Celtics traded two Hall of Fame players for Russell. One of them who was in his prime and the other who was about to leap into his prime. And the trade is still arguably the most lopsided deal in NBA (laughs) history. Yeah, that's, that's insane. Crazy. Like that's crazy. Two Hall of yeah. Famers traded for Russell, and it is still maybe just insanely overvalued for the Celtics. That's how yeah. good Russell yeah. is. Yeah, yeah, it's it's pretty pretty incredible. And uh, yeah, I know that uh, Russell really didn't want to play in St. Louis, obviously for their racism. And he um, also didn't want to play for the league. Sacramento Kings. Well, I that's. Uh, Pal is old as time. He, he actually did want to coach him, but uh, you know that that that's a that's a. Russell you know, just made a bad choice. So that's okay. <laughs> Russell got sucked into basketball hell. Yeah, having having to coach Kenny Smith, man, <laughs> that can do a number on somebody. Um, but uh, yeah, I I don't know how um, well uh Russell's teammates, if he were to go to St. Louis, would have received him. Um, I've never heard anything bad about Bob Pettit, but... Uh, well, I mean, Russell loved Cl- Pettit because Bob Pettit was somebody who showed a ton of respect to Russell's parents. Um, yes. And they just had unbelievably just... The mutual respect between the two was was obvious, so... Yep. And Russell, um, Russell has Pettit on his all-time team. He said if he ever had to build a team, Bob Pettit would be the player he would have next to him, no matter what. That's... Yeah, I... Don't disagree, but what's funny about it is, is like people. One of the one of the finals, um, uh, or one of the playoff series that Russell went to, um, you know, he was hurt. Um, so that's one of the years they didn't win. And yeah. everybody, I think, uh, Bill Simmons was saying to him, uh, like, man, that Pettit really had a good series. And Russell like gave him a glare and was like, I was hurt. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, he probably, he probably would have won if Russell wasn't, wasn't hurt. Um, oh, yeah. you know, and you can see that it was like, he wanted every last championship he had, you know, he, this is, this is 40, 50 years after the fact. And you could see that Russell, he wanted that 12th, even maybe I'm sure in 67, he wish he could have had his 13th, you know? So, um, without just an insane competitor. And also, you know, a lot of people talk about Michael Jordan, you know, Kobe Bryant, and talking about how these guys rise to the occasion in the playoffs. Uh, Russell is better than both of them at that. Um, Without question. Nobody matches Russell. If you want to talk about clutch time, clutch everything, Bill Russell is the most clutch player in all of sports. There is no comparison. Yes. And he was clutch in 
different ways than, you know, somebody like a Jordan or a Kobe was, you know, Kobe or Jordan were, you know, taking because, the because otherwise then Robert Ory is a top 10 player all time. <laughs> it's like Owen said, I mean, he, Russell would do whatever it takes. So, I mean, that's yep. why, uh, why he's a different kind of clutch. Cause it's not just, you know, put the ball in his hands. It's, it's yes. literally, he'll do anything he can anywhere on the court. Just as just in general, like, you know, somebody will drive in and it'll just be sent like he'll just send a shot, you know, to, you know, and, and it would basically be an outlet pass. Well, it's not just that. Um, I mean, before every single game, Bill Russell would vomit every single yeah. game. He would yep. vomit. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's more hype than you are for sure. Yeah. Go automatically. Yeah. Um, just just an insane playoff riser. Um, you know, when he gets to the postseason, he ramps everything up. Um, to another level, so, even his scoring, his scoring oh, yeah. ramps up. It's it's incredible. <laughs> like he would score thirty points in like a game seven while also pulling down forty rebounds. Just just insane. Yeah, shit. yeah. But, and but probably having like fifteen that. blocks. But I mean, like yeah. like imagine like if you grew up in the Michael Jordan era, like watching a Bulls game, especially in the playoffs, you're like, there's no way Michael Jordan is gonna lose. That's the feeling you have, just like this overpowering mm-hmm. feeling, like the Bulls just aren't gonna lose. Just imagine what it would be like watching Bill Russell Celtics. Like there is no way that I mean they did not lose. So just imagine, just like, no. like the hopelessness you'd have to feel if you're a fan of the other team, <laughs> and how big that really must have been for Philadelphia in '67. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know that's in no part due to their coach as well. Um, you know Alex Hannum is, along with Red Arbach, is one of the you know more brilliant minds. He was able to tap into one of Wilt's better strengths aka his gravity and was able dr. to jack show how too. much dr jack ramsey dr jack ramsey is a innovative man himself um just a lot of innovative coaches from those time periods that but also probably... keep in mind maybe russell just felt like you know i will have one just one that's it. <laughs> I don't think so. Yeah, I'm pretty I think sure when that's it comes not... to winning, I don't yeah, think that's what no. he'd want. I don't think that's I don't I don't think that was part of William Felton Russell's strategy there. I think he wanted all thirteen. I agree. <laughs> and uh you know the it, you know, that interview he did with Jack Twyman after you know his final season, that final championship, man did Jack Kent Cook mess up with that, didn't he? Putting those balloons up in the rafters, thinking the thinking the Lakers had this one in the bag. Not when Bill Russell is there. Not in a game seven. He is twenty-one and zero yeah. <laughs> in winner-take-all games. You, in a part of my language, you do not fuck with Bill Russell in game sevens. And that's exactly what Jack Kent Cook did, and he paid he paid the price for it because the Celtics won when they shouldn't have. They weren't even that great. They weren't, you know, their normal selves. They were all getting older. Russell was older. And yeah, they, they were helmed but by old still... Bill Russell, old Sam Jones. I mean, there was no better yep. ending for any player in all of sports than Bill Russell just walking no. off into the sunset. That is the absolute best ending that a player can have. And what I love, what I love about that too, is Russell didn't tell anybody he was retiring. Um, and you know, it's almost because I don't think he wanted to take away from, you know, Sam Jones retirement because Jones retired in the same year too. Right. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And he was getting showered with praise and it's almost like he wanted Sam to have his, his moment. And then Russell at the end of the season decided to retire. Yep. Um, The greatest leader in sports. And then he didn't pick up a basketball again until he whooped his son's ass in the Olympics 21 to two. 
Um, <laughs> so that, that was a funny story he shared. Um, he said he, he let his son score two points, uh, so that they could, he could tell people that he scored two points on the, on the great Bill Russell. And, you know, there was another reason too. I can't quite remember off the top of my head. Someone, someone might remember, but it was in that interview with, uh, Bill Simmons at Russell's house. Yeah. Um, so he's a better but, father uh, than Denzel Washington and he got game is what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, just, just a Titan of a man, um, Titan of a player. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't know what else I can really even say about him. He's just, I mean, like, like if we speechless. really wanted to talk about Russell, we could, we could just talk all damn night. Yes. Yes. We really could, which is why this episode's actually going to be 17 hours long. Um, we're going to keep going. This is going to be a mer- I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, Russell just, oh man, I, I, I don't know. He leaves me speechless every time. Like the more I learn about him, you know, the more, the more speechless I just get. Um, he's just that incredible of a person and that incredible of a basketball player. Um, could just do anything he wanted basically on the court. Um, you know, we talk about, you know, Jokic on offense, he can do whatever he wants on offense, but I don't think it's even remotely close to what Russell could do to teams on defense. Um, just an incredible loss. Yeah, for, I mean, like know, Russell's impact on defense is it's just like Russell compared to the second most impactful defender. The gap be- gap there is just it far outweighs anything that you could see from an offensive player. The impact he had on defense, it, it is unmatched by any player offensively or defensively. Yeah, it's it's pretty incredible. And, you know, the fact that he was a positive offensive player too. Um, it's just incredible. Um, yeah, there's I don't know what else to really say about him. He's just... Oh, and he had a really great autograph. He didn't sign a. He refused to sign autographs until later in his life. But uh, his autograph, it, it was very classy, nice. It looked great. <laughs> yeah. Um, just Wish I uh, had one. Yeah, same. You'll get there, Chris. Oh, and do you, do you have? Do you have a Bill Russell autograph? Oh yeah, yeah I've got quite a few. That's pretty. Awesome, to be quite honest. I do not have his rookie card. So my, my... If, if you uh, feel like being kind and generous to me, just uh, if you have like a rookie card of Bill Russell just sitting around, uh, yeah, just uh, send it to me. I'll give you my address. <laughs> you, you've got trade bait. Yeah, you do have trade bait. Um, I don't think I do, Chris. I don't know. Others would beg to differ. Yeah, certainly. Um. I'll, I'll trade Ian. Yeah. You'll trade me. What, are you human trading now? Is this what we're doing? <laughs> For a Bill Russell card, anything. Oh, Lord have mercy. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, it's just, it, it is just kind of incredible to me how much more impactful of a defender he is than, who would you say is the second best defender of all time? Hakeem? Yeah, I got Elijah one. Yeah, I think okay. so too. Just how much more impactful do you think Russell is than Elijah? Well, defense? I mean, it depends on like you can use random scales, but Bill Russell to Akeem Olajuwon is like the equivalent. I mean, on defense, as like Michael Jordan to what, Mikey Bibby on offense. 
You really think it's that that far of a gap? Yeah, unless you think Mike Bibby is a offensive savant. I mean, I, I, I do think if... Mike Bibby is actually very good. He's still an all-star offensive player, but I mean, yeah. And like, is Elijah one really that close? No, no. I mean, I, like Elijah one and Wilt, I think are like basically neck and neck. But I don't think either of them are that close to Russell. What do you have to say about that, Chris? You're the you're the Wilt Chamberlain stand here. Well, I mean, the difference is like Wilt didn't know how to use what he had, you know, situationally the way that Russell did. So, um, you know, he was he would take away um, whole area of the court because you could tell. I mean, you can visibly see people are terrified. Um, and they're facing down Wilt. Um, so, it, and that's not really that much. It doesn't appear to me to be that much different than Russell. But the impact is different. And I'm acutely aware of that <laughs> because, uh, you know, Wilt couldn't rip your heart out at, at you know, a whim. So, well, I mean, he kind that, of that, that is also uh, okay. a knock against <laughs> Wilt. But, I mean, the fact that, oh. like, like, even Tommy Heinsohn pointed out, like, Wilt refused to fell out that that was one of wilt's like his most like like the pride of one of his achievements is yeah. that he just did not foul out of a game i mean there were many games where he gets actually five fouls and then he just i mean he doesn't defend okay and all that all that's valid the thing is okay my my <laughs> if i only need to like wind wilt up and let him go for you know i don't know if i can get one I just need one game and I'm able to set him off, I, I'll take him over anybody. Just because of the stories that are out there, it, you know, and I know that people grow. Okay, I mean, it's not like Wilt is facing like a, like a mountain lion on the court, man. Yeah, it's no question yeah. Wilt against 10 mountain lions yeah, out there. Are there 20,000 women out there? Maybe. So, but the, <laughs> Slade. But the thing is, um, like the story about that Larry Brown told about uh, it was like 1980 or whatever when Magic oh, and no, I mean, know, come on. Larry of, Brown, jeez. A bunch of current players were at the time were running in at UCLA and Wilt was playing. Uh, you know, so this is very old man Wilt. It was 40 plus Wilt and. He basically got pissed off at one point and said, there's going to be no more baskets on this side of the court. And he blocked every shot that well, yeah, anybody well, I mean, attempted since And I mean, these isn't, are, isn't these are the game where, where I mean, Wilt was like 50. Wasn't that against Magic Johnson? That's crazy. I, that's So it's like he, you know. I mean, that, and then that was still, peak you know, Magic Johnson that Wilt was shutting down. So, yeah, I'm not, I'm not shitting on Wilt because Wilt is fucking outstanding. He's the greatest. The thing is, the like, when he's sufficiently motivated – you literally could not stop him. He did anything he wanted to do. The trick was he just wasn't motivated enough to to be consistent the way Russell. If you put Russell's his head inside Wilt's body, we're it's I don't even know. Well, I mean, how so much that, like that, that, that's something that Wilt tried to say. That that's like why Wilt got so pissed off when Russell made the comments yeah. about Willis Reed because that was Russell trying to motivate Will like don't do that shit don't yeah. let that shit happen to you right. man but right. like see the fact like like what if they like like what Red Auerbach wanted what if they had become teammates Auerbach tried fucking hard to get Wilt on the Celtics what if they were teammates Wilt mm -hmm. 
maybe would have been a far i mean the league probably would have just stopped at that point but still oh yeah it, that's not fair it would have been an antitrust thing somehow like yeah. they would have had to do something to break but it i mean like just just imagine russell inside of will sears as a teammate that that's yeah there's no stopping wilt at that point yes mm-hmm. that's that's the whole thing that i think is just missing from wilt's you know his his whole story is he just was never wasn't ever sufficiently motivated to be no. that guy and maybe you know not everybody has it so maybe he never would have been and maybe this is just what separates bill russell and michael jordan from wilt chamberlain and everybody else russell's ability to just lift up his teammates lead them to these championships you know i think it's not something that i don't think a lot of people can do I think probably almost, you know, like Michael Jordan has this renowned, like, you know, drive to compete and he will, he wants to bet on anything. And I think, oh, Russell is just that, like, he's that guy. If if there's a competition, he's just got that instinct where he's just going to demolish you. He doesn't care what it is. If it's throwing quarters down a hallway or whatever the, you know, whatever it is, he's going to figure out. Yeah. how he can get an edge in that game and beat you. He's going to figure it out on like four different levels too. It'll be, he'll be hitting you from, from every aspect. So it'll, it, not only I mean, the technique of the game, but it's for fun. Yeah. It's just, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. He's, he's, he's a true, true one of a kind. Um, Absolutely. No, I mean, he literally yeah. spent his off time like writing down rules of how he would approach life and then compare it to like how he would approach basketball. Like he, his life mm-hmm. was just being the best version of Bill Russell you could be nonstop. Yeah. Yep. For sure. Um, I think I, I probably, yeah, I would. I mean, I would have him on this, uh, you know, in terms of just impact on a sport, um, impact in life. I think he's on that Mount Rushmore of athletes. For sure. Do. The thing is, um, I don't think he's okay. actually revered the way he should be. I mean, the fact that he no. won 11 NBA championships in just 13 years, like, like, how is that not talked about more? I mean, nobody, yeah. nobody comes close to that. I agree. And you know what sucks is people say, like, well, there was only eight teams in oh, the and league. And that's a bunch that of bullshit. They make point, it harder. Yes, exactly. That, that is a, the league is condensed at that imagine, point. That means every imagine, team is basically filled with all-stars. Imagine having to play Wilt Chamberlain like 20, no, yeah, 25 Yeah, you play Wilt Chamberlain that many times a year. Like, his competition, he's not playing, you know, like Willie Knowles all the time. He's playing Wilt Chamberlain no. every other night. With Nate Thurmond. With Nate Thurmond, or he's Nate playing Thurman Willis too. Reed or, or, or Walt Bellamy. Nonstop, yep. you were yep. facing an absolute monster of a center every single night. <laughs> yeah yep it's it's pretty incredible that you know he was able to i mean it's not like the and... league expanded in 1995 like oh no i gotta stop bryant reeves tonight oh shit like no no <laughs> yeah i mean the competition's just so much more condensed it's so much harder um and that's that's you know it that's what makes it more impressive to me is just he was beating all-time hall of fame level players I mean, just look at the guys you listed. I mean, Walt Bellamy is like a tremendous center, one of the greatest centers ever. And he's probably the, of those names, probably the worst center you listed. <laughs> and he's a Hall of Famer. So it's just like... Oh, Willie Knowles is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he is probably. 
I meant in terms of centers, what, what Owen was listing, listing out. But well, respect Willie Nall's shooting, Chris. <laughs> Willie Nall's had a had a nice shot for the era. Somebody what Bellamy needs to get some respect. What Bellamy is, is, he's fantastic. Top 100 player, without question. Come on. Oh, I agree. I I wasn't I wasn't I wasn't debating that. I was just saying of the centers you listed, he was probably the worst of the oh, of the okay. group. As far as not. as far as Russell's job went, he probably looked forward. Okay, he definitely, I'm sure, looked forward to the Nate Thurman night more than he looked forward to the Walt Bellamy night. And <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> really, looked forward did. to the night when he faces both Thurman and Wilt at the same time. Yeah, that's oh, yeah. what's yeah. That was... I, yeah, I can't even imagine how that feels. Um, be good yeah, in the end, I guess. Two top him. five <laughs> defenders of all time on the same team—that's pretty incredible. And yet, Russell Celtics um, were still the better defensive team. Crazy, huh? <laughs> yep. Yeah. Crazy. Well, diminishing returns given Impact. given the the kind of defense they were loaded with. Wilt, Wilt in his lack of port, man. I know, right? Crazy. Um. Going back to the just 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 the you know my Mount Rushmore and people in media love to throw that around Mount Rushmore of people who haven't won a ring that that's that's been the that was that was the topic on NBA radio on Patrick Ewing's birthday Ewing, nice, nice Barkley Stockton Malone pretty easy okay that's that's what Eddie Johnson said too um, eventually I, when he I retires originally I think it's Steve Nash over John Stockton but. You know, I think it's I think it's definitely Steve Nash over Stockton. But anyways, but definitely Steve Not Nash either. is definitely great. Stockton uh, is uh, Stockton starting to get a bit underrated. Obviously, I know he's he's yeah. he, he disagrees. We're, a lot of people just disagree talking. with him politically and all that, which is fine. But I mean, like, we're not just talking peaks here. No, no, definitely not. But. I definitely I, I punch David Robinson in the balls and just stare him straight in the eyes. That counts for something. Oh, yeah. I care. <laughs> would not F with John Stockton. Yeah, no. I, I would. Um, and many but, thought uh, that. And he, in terms of the, yeah, terms of the believe. Mount, oh, yeah. Mount Rushmore of uh, global impact um, for athletes, you know, just in terms of what they did on the court and off, I'd, I'd probably have it something like, you know, Bill Russell um for certain is on there um jackie robinson uh what he did for baseball and always also is the greatest second baseman of all time too um i'd have pele on there and i'd have muhammad ali um and you know russell uh fought for ali when ali was refusing to go over to vietnam for the vietnam war um along with kareem and uh, i think jim brown was there too he was um so you know just uh incredible man he would he would uh leave it, fight leave it for anybody was a charlton histon strangely enough but you know mm. <laughs> omega man huh. um but yeah i mean just the the list of accomplishments that russell has off the court um are honestly more impressive um you know he he took part in the march on washington with martin luther king and you know martin luther king wanted him on stage there and and russell declined you know he didn't want to he didn't want all the attention on him he wanted the attention on the people that were truly making the change and that was something that was you know just freaking phenomenal by him um you know he was you know he, he led that boycott um 
I forget where they were. Was it St. Louis actually? Uh, where Kentucky. the yeah, Kentucky, good old Kentucky. Um, they wouldn't allow uh, Russell to stay in the hotel. They, they right? wouldn't allow um, his teammates to stay in the hotel. Yeah. Um, so he, he led a boycott of that game. Um, the white players played, um, but I'm pretty sure, uh, someone from the Hawks side also did not play. Um, can't remember his name off the top of my head right now. Um, and something I did find out recently, um, Russell until a few years ago, never really acknowledged that he was in the hall of fame. Um, I thought that was quite interesting, and I saw a Twitter thread on it, and uh, supposedly um, Russell didn't feel right um, that Chuck Cooper hadn't been inducted into the Hall of Fame, so until Cooper was inducted into the Hall of Fame, then Russell felt like he could be a Hall of Famer. Um, so just a, just an incredible that's man. I, I, I really Always, always know. fighting for everyone else. That, that's why he's my yep. hero. Yep. Yeah, he's... Yeah, I mean it's 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 amazing, and you know it was funny because some I'm pretty sure I don't know if he's ever done anything with Pele before, but um, you know he was he was friends with Jackie Robinson. Jackie Robinson said Russell's one of his favorite people ever. Um, obviously, I mentioned the thing about Muhammad Ali. You know he he fought for Muhammad Ali uh, when Ali was under pressure in terms of going to the Vietnam War, which he sat out of. Um, so you know just just a. Uh, remarkable remarkable human being um on top of being one of the best basketball players to have ever graced the parquet floor in boston do you guys have anything else to add in terms of uh bill russell um any other stories anything else you want to you know just talk about in general any memories um feel free anything else i don't know i feel like it's hard to draw the line anywhere if we're gonna really i don't know i think we we covered a lot of it um yeah, I mean, it's it's there. <laughs> there's so much to talk about Russell, and you know, we could just sit here and marvel at his defense probably for the rest of the rest of the evening. Um, you know, it's 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 one of a kind. Um, nobody um, to me is as as athletic as Bill Russell is. Even even Wilt, who was a tremendous athlete for the time, nobody moved laterally. No one moved north to south quite like uh, Bill Russell did. Um, even today. I mean, even as the biggest Bill Russell fan in the world, I, I mean, obviously he's an amazing athlete. Um, but yeah, the, I, I think Wilt is, he's probably the greatest athlete, period. I want to think so. Hmm. Obviously, I Maybe. I think so. I think Russell, probably, I, you know, Russell may have done more with what he had, but uh, Wilt. I have it probably. as, I have it as Russell. I, 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 I'll be honest, I, I think Wilt's probably second. I think he's right there, but for me, it's Russell. Um, in terms of just you know, pure athleticism. Well, I mean, even, I mean, even Russell what, himself said that Wilt is the fastest player he's ever played against. He's the strongest player he ever played against. He's he is somebody like Russell is somebody who, who as as he even put it, he could jump up and 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 touch the top of the backboard and make change. But Wilt is somebody he said would you know he does, part does of, that even more. Like Wilt is the, like the antithesis of athlete. All of, that's just all part of Russell's. Psycho- oh yeah, no, no, no. I'm sure given, of it. Given, I'm sure it is. Wilt but I mean, Wilt is. I mean, <laughs> the dude fucking wrestled the goddamn mountain lion on the side of a highway. Okay, is there a video of that? <laughs> need a video Are we sure? There's a video of him lifting up <laughs> Andre the Giant. Yeah, come on. 
Yes, I mean, no, no, yeah, it's him and Andre I mean, the Giant Memphis. lifting up Arnold Schwarzenegger. That's I was, I was gonna let you have that yeah, one, yeah, Chris. Yeah. Come on, no, I can't. No, I, yeah, but just uh, I mean, everything, even, even like, Arnold said that Wilt is the strongest man he ever met. So come on, yeah, that's the thing. That's well, what I was gonna I say. Mean, like, yeah, I it wasn't Wilt like Wilt was Wilt was repping out like uh. 550 pounds in the bench press. People don't believe uh, that. He like had sex with over 20,000 women. You have to be the greatest athlete to do that. Sure, and then, then sure, go sure, and then, like sure, beat other players on the basketball court. Score 100 points in a game. Except for Russell. Boy. Except for Russell. Yeah, yeah. So Wilt's the ultimate volume merchant in all things. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, sure. Maybe maybe it's not Rick Barry, like I said earlier. Rick Barry. Um, yeah. Story for another time. Um, but uh yeah i mean uh, just just a remarkable remarkable man and we we spent a lot of time talking about wilt here today too I mean, um, and to, i think if you, uh, were, if you were going to talk about Bill russell you have to talk about wilt and it it's yeah it you can't sense, and, and yeah. it is and okay i think, I think they that, would actually be more than happy to be linked together i hope they're I think that, I hope they're uh, going at it right now yeah, that's that's what I was gonna finish up with saying that Chris said that you know you can just think about Russell uh, and Chamberlain playing one v one, up somewhere somewhere right now. Yeah, uh, hopefully that's winning. that's what's going at it, and there, and uh, Russell with his maybe you know maybe Chamberlain is booming laugh motivated in heaven. <laughs> yeah. Um, so hopefully there's a. A, a rematch somewhere, you know, five on five runs. Or, you know, um, maybe they can just sit and relax. These and guys, friends. maybe that'd be nice. Sure. We'll do that but after. Russell's the ultimate competitor. I'm sure he is still competitive in the afterlife. So I think we're going to finish up here. Um, Russell, uh, rest in peace to Bill Russell. Um, one of the greatest men in NBA history in the world, to be quite honest. Um, thank you for everything. Uh, you're a, you're a legend, Mr. Russell. Thank you. Amen. And that will do it from us here. We will see you next time. We will be uh, picking back up with our Passing Bigs uh, series. Are we um, finally going to talk we about wanted Oliver to do... Miller? Like, I've been waiting, man. Maybe. Maybe. I wonder what Russell he's, he's thinks like a of passing Oliver Miller. Savant. Yeah, he is. Um, so, um, we will... See you guys next time. We will be talking more about some of those 90s passing bigs. But we wanted to do this episode on Russell because he's just too big of a player, too big of a man to not have done an episode on. So until next time, peace. <laughs>